Hi, this is Jackie Ma, head coach and CEO of Apex Training Gym. Thank you for joining us here on our podcast today as our main focus is on how we can increase your strength, hone your discipline, and improve your prowess on and off the weightlifting platform. It's not about being physically strong, but it's also about being mentally capable and emotionally responsible. As I tell my athletes, be the lion and not the hyena. You gotta set chase and get after it before it gets away from you. So let's go. Thank you for joining Apex Training's podcast. This is going to be our second episode. We have an amazing guest today. Her name is Marosa Tar. Um, we work together at a hospital as PTs, but also uh, we train together on occasion, doing a bit of hit session. So uh, what we're going to talk about today is how to successfully meal prep so it allows for a successful week in maintaining either weight loss or muscle gain whatever your goal may be. I've asked Maro to be our guest speaker as she is a busy mother of two working full time. And I can tell you firsthand because we share the same office space that her food prep skills are phenomenal. When you're able to dial in your food prep and you're honing your success for a really good week. So uh, without uh, further ado, I'm, we have Maro Sitar. Good morning. Hi. Hey. So elated to have you on our podcast. I'm so excited that you asked me. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't. I really couldn't think of a better person. And you know, I'm a total foodie. And if you have some good food, you have my attention. Aw, oh, thanks, Jack. And around lunchtime, you always have my attention. And let me tell you, this uh, lady here is so giving. She's been bringing like all like a pan, you know, a Pyrex dish of food for us, you know, because she's <laughs> like she loves to cook and she shares. And what better way to to bond with your peers than through sharing food over a good thought? You know, we can't do that right now because, anyways. I know so, it's hard to express my language of love right now. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Because you know, you hit the nail on the head there. Some people can't just tell you "I love you" or you know, and you write it in the card, and it's kind of like, who has time to really go out and buy a card and write it and send it, and you never know if you're going to see the next day, but food brings people together. Right. The smell of food. Yes. Right? Bonding at its greatest. Yes, because you got to eat to live, and our olfactory nerves works better than our, actually, our optic nerve, so to speak, in terms of our sensation, our sensorium. So, anyways, with that, uh, without much further ado, so uh, how do you even learn how to food? I mean, what even got you started? Why do you even do it? Like, So when I was growing up, and I think you've heard me talk about this, Jackie, I was quite the chubby kid. So I always struggled with weight. I struggled with what I should eat. I struggled with what is truly healthy. So I'm first generation Iranian, born in the United States. My parents don't really yes. favor going out to eat. So everything was cooked at right. home. So if I just would eat what was at home, I think I would have been fine, except that I would go get candy. I would go get soda. I would go to my friend's house and I would eat junk food. And then like I would just start like eating all this food that's not good for you. So 
as I got older, you know, you become more aware of your image, whatnot, and then you realize what you are putting in your body is actually having an effect on how you feel and how you look. So from a young age, I was made aware that, in fact, what you do eat is what contributes to how you feel and how others see you. Because I got bigger, I was not happy, so I really wanted to know what I could do to help myself and just to be in better health as I got older. How did you even know where to start, though? I didn't. I just, I started to read a lot. You know, when I was a kid, there was not the internet, so I didn't really have, we didn't have resources available to us. So I would find magazines, I would look at books at the library. So essentially, just like finding a guideline of what is deemed to be quote unquote healthy. So just starting to exercise more and just really watching like what kind of food I was putting in my mouth, cutting back on the sugars. That was number one. Soda and candies, ice yeah. cream, completely out. Like, I have How to learn. Old you? I think I was like 13 or 14. You know, that young. awkward age. Yeah, it's that awkward age where people make that's fun the of you. Age when kids are, yeah, that's the age when kids like are getting into the flaming Cheetos and the Sprite. And but the I'm telling you, when you're a heavier set child, like that doesn't favor you when you go to school and there was there's bullies there's kids that make fun of you I've told you what my nickname was I was called elephant I mean that doesn't make you feel good right as a young girl and kids could be so cool you know what they call me when I was a kid what they used to call me the hulk oh my they gosh the hulk. <laughs> well they look at the you hulk now I wasn't... yeah I know because I wasn't afraid of the ball I was a tomboy as they came, it was not a very flattering name, you know? No, yeah, no. So, but I know what you mean, being bullied. But and, now to be a Hulk is very cool. Yeah, not cool. Back then when you're like, you know, 12 years old. You're little. You don't know. Yes, I agree. And kids can be cruel. So yeah. it was an awkward kids age. Kids can be cruel. And that's when you took, you decided to take charge. I mean, what are your, what were your parents thinking when all of a sudden that, did, did they know you were like eating candy and... You know, these other things at your cousin's house? Well, friends, I don't or they think... Just kind of bigger? No, I don't think they knew to the extent. I thought for them, maybe they thought it was my portion control that I had issues with. But, like, you know, my grandparents, I would go to their house, and they, what do they want to do? Because, again, language of love. They want to give you what you want. Language of love. Right? Yes. So they feed you right. with, like, treats and all that stuff, so... My 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 dad, my parents were doing the same thing with our kids. It could be a little... Yeah. Uh, that is that is the language of love. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. We, we get together with you know our dinners, especially the holidays or in our our cultural holidays. Like Chinese New Year for me, being a Chinese American, that's epic. We celebrate all week. Mhm. You know, a diet is unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> be no, I mean, <laughs> you think about it. Everything that we do in our life, a majority of it revolves around food. And so to make the choices that are appropriate for you, I mean, you don't, this is a language that requires no talking, right? No talking. You just, it's, right. it's, it even makes the introverts feel welcome. There's no, yes. Yeah. Together. Cause you're, they bring people together and that, it, that is so true. Yeah. It's like weightlifting. You don't have to, you not even speak English, but it's all metric. Right. Everyone's everything's metric. You could just throw it on the bar. Food's food. You can just throw it on your plate, you know. Right. So exactly. It's uh, there's no awkwardness in it, you know. 
No. So from a young age, I just had to learn how to make healthier choices. And it was, was trial it and error. You? What did you do? It was, I think, mom to um, buy you a bunch of new stuff to eat? Or? No. I think what I did was I learned early on to, like, cut carbs. Oh. We uh, Rice is a majority of our portion of dishes that we make in our culture. So rice is served with every dish for dinner. So it was unheard of not to have rice. So, like, I started to cut my portion smaller. I, I ate less rice. Wow. So kind of trial and error. And then, of course, when you're that young, exercising immediately has an impact. So as soon as I started doing that, I noticed results immediately. That must have been, like, really uh, very empowering to actually see that change so readily, especially at that age. And with that change... Did all the bullying stop or was it, did, I mean, what, it did. did you make more friends or it did? Actually, so the bullying did stop. I mean, my friends set didn't really change because those were my friends. And so, they didn't I like, mean, every okay, bit, no, work. no. They were, everyone was very they were supportive. in their own. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Exactly. Because yeah. you hear stories when people, like, they lose a bunch of weight, they, they kind of, their uh, circle of friends shift around a little bit. You know, you kind of become the polka dotted sheep out of the strapped flock or whatever. But it seemed like your friends were really just very genuine and they, they like you for who you were, regardless of what your size was, you know? Yes, I was very lucky in that sense. I had a really good set of friends and we maintained through those years. So, so food prepping. So that's the thing. Uh-huh. How do you find the time? Because I don't know, like the way you come in and cook with your food, it's almost like you're single. Like you don't have so, like a family, like the way you cook. <laughs> like how do you, you know, do it? I'm all you like, know what I, is that like cooking for her? No, I'm not. I think someone's cooking for you. Just bringing that stuff. And well, so, I'm gonna have to I'm, tell I'm you. I'm amazed. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, food prepping, you have to dedicate some time and you have to have your intention set because if you don't, it's like going to the store without your grocery list like you're meandering up and down you're not sure what you're getting you're just throwing all kinds of things in your cart for me i'm a one pot wonder yes and i like easy recipes and i'm the queen of one pot i like to throw everything in the pot and just let it all come together so wow yes so like what is it like? Oh, it's like, it's like a stew thing. I mean, how do you, but it gets kind of, what about like, I can understand in the winter time, but like yeah. in the summertime, how do you address that? I mean, cause you do bring in different stuff. It's not, I mean, oh, it, no, it's exquisite, really. Thank I mean, you. Thank honestly. you. I do. So the key about food prepping is really just doing your research ahead of time. And as I mentioned, just committing yourself to this time of window that you're going to go shopping and be able to get things ready for yourself. Um, I do Is there like a window to like always consistent on like a Saturday morning or like? It's Sunday, usually like Sunday, between Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Like, you know, at the end of your okay. week, you're going to have to start to kind of gear up again for the week coming up. So you try to okay. kind of get things Makes ready sense. in your mind. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You mentioned it's something okay. about shopping and stuff. Do you get it all pre yes. or do you have to just make time to? Well, I, like I said, if it's anything that requires extra effort, I really have to think about it because I don't have a lot of time. So I like to buy things that are, they're pre-washed. And again, I don't mind rinsing them at home, but I don't want to spend a lot of time washing like all my fruits and vegetables. 
and things okay. that I can buy. Yeah, and the things that you can buy chopped, I highly recommend getting them, such as onions, celery, carrots. They have a fantastic mix at Trader Joe's that I always tend to pick up, and that's always a base of whatever soup I'm making or stew I'm making. So, I mean, just finding little tricks like that. That is beneficial. I like Trader Joe's because it's like a small store. It's not like gigantic like Costco or even like some of the regular grocery chain. And I heard that most their food, their brands are like, they're a non-GMO from what one of them. Correct. Most about. of the products. Are you know, I like Trader Joe's too because I can get one out of there. And so, all right. So pre-chop, pre-pre-wash is the way to go. One one pot focus instead of having like three or four things going on. So what are like kind of like the your go-to, like your typical thing? I know you're really good about like, I mean, I've seen you come in like some breakfast casseroles. Like you made an amazing quiche for me on my birthday a few years ago. I mean, what would you say like, like, for example, like a quiche thing, like, how do you, can you do that, like, in an hour or two, or how Oh, absolutely. Work? Quiche is so simple to make. I usually... It's high in protein. It is. It's super high in protein, and depending on what kind of uh, vegetables you put in it or what you like to mix into it, um, is really going to depend on how much you increase the caloric intake. For myself, don't really count calories because that's almost torturous. I just try to make sure that I'm eating on the cleaner side to support what I'm doing. All right. So what exactly is like clean? Like what are your top five clean foods? So whole foods, whole foods, like oatmeal, like eggs, vegetables and fruit, protein, protein that's not been altered with like sauces and butters and things like that. Like it's just simple, super right. simple, but flavorful with lots of all the, like all the different spices you can add and garlic and onions. So wow. really the closer it is to its natural state, I think the better it is for you. I don't like to add a lot of like yeah. fillers. All right. So what do you use? If you have fillers, I mean, I find that when I cook really clean, it's kind of like a little bit on the bland side. And it's kind of like it's hard to find a binding binding agent that doesn't uh-huh. look super creamy. Like, what do you do about that? To make the food oh, there's coconut milk. There's like, you can, I mean, you can still eat clean and have really delicious savory dishes. I really rely on my spices. I love oregano. I love rosemary. Um, like turmeric. Turmeric doesn't have too much flavor, but it definitely adds color and a little bit of smell. Cumin is fantastic. Yeah. So just really adding those things to give you what you need to to kind of satiate your palate. So let's say if I went to you, hey, Moreau, this breakfast quiche, this breakfast thing that you made for me is just off the hook. Like, would you be able to kind of run down like a recipe? I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to go food prep, can you like shoot me the recipe or whatever? Yeah, like, it's so it be, simple. Like something like six egg, like a dozen eggs. I mean, how do you? Does a dozen yeah. eggs cure you four days? I mean, if you were yeah. to tell her, if her audience were to, like say, "Man, this clean eating is good," but you know, I'm on. It's so hard because I just don't have the time. So now that we have an idea that you you allocate a certain time of the week, which makes sense to do it under the week, and having it ready pre pre cut and pre washed. They'll cut you down on time already. So like what? Like for me being a weightlifter or I'm like into like some people, I, I hear like the keto is a big deal, like uh, things like that, low carb. What would be like kind of a good, like a breakfast quiche thing 
that you can say, hey, this is what you can make. You can it'd be ready for you in a little bit. Would you be able to kind of share that? What your one of your top Oh, absolutely. Recipes? So one of my favorites that is super easy to make is you've had it before, the quiche with spinach. And so literally yeah. it's I buy a bag of wash pre-washed spinach. And then I mix that into like for for like a quiche for the week, I would do about 12, 12 eggs, a dozen eggs. And then I would mix like a little bit of almond milk just to kind of thin it out a little bit or whatever milk that you prefer to use. Add the spinach. Yeah. You add the spinach, you add like whatever other vegetables you want. Sometimes I do bell peppers. Sometimes I do asparagus and mushrooms, just whatever seasonal, whatever I have on hand. I remember you put turkey sausage in mine. That was yes. pretty bomb. Yeah, turkey sausage. And that's that's pretty filling. And if you need the protein, you need more protein, then I, you definitely add that. And that is super simple. You just saute that with the, some onions and garlic, mix everything together, and just bake it in the oven. Like for that's all like, you do. Is it like a nine-by-nine nine nine dish or nine-by-thirteen? Yeah, for how you long? could do – I did – for you, I believe I did rounds. I did two eight rounds, two eight inch rounds. Yeah, you did a cake round. Yeah, but typically I'll do it in like a nine by thirteen casserole, and then how long does it take? Forty five minutes. Like, oh, what temperature? Forty five minutes. Uh, I believe it was at three. I think I did at three fifty. With yeah, three fifty, and it was forty five minutes. Delicious. Super easy, and then it lasts you the rest of the week. You cut it up in squares, and you're good to go. One, one more recipe, if you don't mind me asking. Didn't you not bring in like some sort of like a pasta casserole or something one time for us? I, I think I may have done like a butternut squash, the mac and cheese. It was a butternut. Yes. Was is that the one now, you're talking about? That is the one because my kids love mac and cheese. So I don't think they uh-huh. love the quiche, but the butternut. Yeah. So the butternut. Squash mac and cheese, is that what you use instead of the wheat flour macaroni? Is it the butter squash macaroni so that you're using? The, I actually, so I, you know, I do mostly gluten free. And so um, I use the gluten free elbows, but for the sauce, in lieu of putting so much cheese to make it creamy and rich, I do a butternut squash base. So, like, I'll cook down oh. the butternut squash and I puree it. And so, again, this is something, That's okay. yeah, so that's something, because, again, it's the eyes. You're appealing to the eyes, and if you have the sense, like, if the smell is there, the taste is there, you don't miss all that cheese. So when you cook the butternut squash, the trick is just, like, sauteing your onions, putting in the garlic, doing your spices, and then cooking down the butternut squash, and then I puree it, and then I add, like, a little... I, to give it the... the okay. Yeah, the texture. So, and that's definitely a dish that can be prepped ahead and kept during the week. And the funny thing about pasta, the gluten-free pasta and dishes that have that kind of sauce with those pastas, it actually tastes better as the week goes along because it absorbs more of it. So That's fantastic. Wow. And then, so do you bake it at the same temperature, like 350 for like an hour and 10? So most of the cooking is done by the time you're assembling it. So really you're just putting it into the oven to kind of have everything meld together. So I do about 350 for about half an hour and I do pour the some oh. cheese, um, shredded cheese on top and then you hit the okay, broil the at the end. Yeah. And then you hit the broil at the end to get that nice crust of yeah. cheese. Yeah. 
that's that's doable. That those are doable recipes when people are crunched for time. They got a Absolutely. you know family of four to take care of. Yeah. And then so let's say that uh, as we're uh, closing up a pocket. Thanks again for sharing two of your coveted recipes. Oh yeah, it's my pleasure. Really bomb. And let's say for people that are listening on our podcast, if you were to uh-huh. give them like like just solid pieces of advice, like hey, yes, you know I'm looking into doing this cutting phase, you know. Uh, I just want to kind of lean out a little bit. So what is it that you would recommend to me that I'm totally new at food prep because everything I do, I kind of buy on the go. What what can you tell me right. that will help to improve my success? What would you say to, to your listeners? Oh, this I would say, yeah, I would say you really have to commit to, number one, you have to commit to what you are doing and carve out the time that you need. Because if you don't carve out the time, it's not going to get done and you're going to be disappointed with yourself. And you have to have your intention set because without that, then you're kind of all over the place and you're not sure what you're doing. So if you're leaning out and your goal is to not have carbs or to lessen the carbs, just make sure that you have a list of what it is that you're expecting yourself to do and the foods that are going to help support you on that journey. That's the biggest thing. Stay in the course. And then yeah. last thing I found out that when I don't food prep, I, I found myself kind of like foraging just to, I feel in my brain yeah. just to get finished for the day. You, you get know, when angry. I'm at work and, you know, yes. I get angry get and then angry. I end up like, yeah. I'm like looking for things like that I don't normally eat. And because it's, yeah, it, it really affects your concentration. It does. And not only that, if you're not used to, you're just eating just to get something in you and then your body's not used to it. Now you have to do with the repercussions of some possibly some, you know, reflux and such. So that's why I find that, oh man, if I don't food prep, it'll make for a sketchy day. You're like running on E and you're, you're you're really banking on trying to find the next gas station. Really yeah, and then you, and unfortunately, what happens is you get home and then you start binging before dinner. I mean, this is, I mean, I've done this all. And so this is why food prep is key. Because if you can get yourself to be at a level where you're full throughout the day, then when you come home, you shouldn't be having to have this huge meal to make up for your losses. It's something nice and light. Right. And then you I've start again the next day. Okay. That actually definitely makes sense to actually help with cutting because you're not having the heavy meal at the end of the day and you're just sedentary right. until the following day. You're actually yeah. tapering down. That makes total sense because I I've been there where it's like I didn't I didn't meal prep right. I just don't have we don't have the time to actually walk to the cafeteria because that's like half the no. break right there just because how large our campus is. Exactly. You know? So again, uh, man, I just. Really appreciate your time, and I know we're wrapping up right here in just another minute. And just to thank sure. you so much for your your insight and your advice. Again, you know, it's one thing when you give people advice; another thing when you actually give them a resource and give them direction. So what you gave us is like some actual direction as to how we can actually start with one protein-packed recipe, the the quiche, and then the other thing is you know a gluten-free carbohydrate dish to kind of carry us over. I found that when I go low to no carbs, I I really get kind of a little brain goofy. So it's kind of nice to have the, the both side by side in hand, you know. So I really generally appreciate your, your culinary skills and this is your wheelhouse girl. So thank you. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, I appreciate much. it. So I really appreciate really your time. Love you. On that note, um, is there anything else you wish to add or conclude or kind of let any pearl of wisdom to our... There's 
plenty of resources online for people who would like to get into meal prepping. And I feel like once you get organized and you start going through it, it doesn't take long to get it dialed in. And I think it's just the key to success, especially if you want to live a healthier life and you want to make sure that you're doing it well with nutrition. Amen. For sure that. Because we see people that don't necessarily, uh, I mean, they seem like they eat enough food, but if it's not nutrient dense, it's the cells know that it's missing something. So, uh, yeah, because every time we do the cutting phase, it's like, oh, she's got to go meal prepping. She's got it dialed in. I'm like, like oh, <laughs> I'm going to ask her some questions because I'm going to. I'm the coach. Oh, Jackie. I'm doing her hard. Don't forget. Yeah, no. Listen for weightlifting, though. I'm not a weightlifter. I'm not a culinary wizard, all right? So eating is, it is, it is the language of love. Yeah. And the food has to not just taste good for you, but it needs to look good, too. Yes. Yes. You know. No, I was just saying, and that's what I think that some people feel like food prepping for cutting or for any type of health change is is like that's flavorless and it's just out of necessity and it doesn't have to be there's lots of things you can do well i better let you go uh, your hubby and your kids i said hello and yeah apex training loves you Malo. oh i love you guys and i miss you thank you thank you miss you too soon again soon again in the near future it's imminent it's gonna come bye 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 talk to you later so thank you again for joining us here on our second podcast on meal prepping with Marosa Tar. It's been a phenomenal because, uh, you know, one thing is when you find a way you change your habits in regards to sticking to your routine and starting to work out. And, and you know, we are what we eat. And it's the gas for a car. We heard it so often, but it's so true uh, with the nutrients uh, being, being made readily available for our body as well as having the resources. And making the time, you know, we, we make time to, to work out. We make time to get ready for the work week. We make time for our family. We also need to make time because it's um, paramount. So thank you again for joining us here on our second podcast, Apex Training. Uh, please join us in a couple of weeks where we have um, information for you leading up to our next guest speaker. All right. Thank you so much. We hope that you enjoyed today's podcast presented to you by Apex Training Gym where our goal is to provide you with workable ideas and sound training concepts to give you the optimal leverage you need to move anything in the gym and in your life. Because when you change your mind, you change your life.